0: up on Mount Hermeneutics, what does Israel-Hamas war mean for end times? Were these events foretold in prophecy? And what did Jesus actually say about the signs of the end? Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit more, so keep it right here. You're listening to Mount Hermeneutics where three Marines give their perspective on God, faith, and spirituality with a heavy lean on the divine council worldview. This is not your grandma's Sunday school, nor is it always for the Christian faint of heart. Nothing about who we are or what we say make us experts. But you better believe we'll have a take, and perhaps it won't suck buy your guns while you can while the this, second amendment this still episode thing.
1: episode brought to you by preppers.com
0: <laughs> <laughs> boogaloo hey what is happening hey guys what's so, up uh, dre i'm andre and uh you can come at me at uh my instagram at super dre matt what's up man man
1: i uh trying to trying to figure out what's happening in the world man my, my son came in asking me the same kind of questions he's like What's what's going on, Dad? And it's 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 not a simple answer, right? So you know we've it makes just as much sense for us to address it here and uh, maybe kind of tie this into the backside of our other show. Brian, what do you think? Is the world almost right. over? Are we post trib or pre trib or what's happening?
2: Um, like are the events that are ensuing right now are they yeah. confirmation of a yeah. certain view? Yeah. Uh, can yeah. I can I cash out my four hundred one? I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Um, Damn it. I mean. There, there might be reasons to do that but
1: they're but not, not in not, escha- not, not in eschatological not
2: eschatological right. is that eschatological. the word eschatological eschatological yeah. eschatological I'd, i've been meaning to look up the etymology of that because it i think it's uh it's a weird word well it's related to like when you talk about scatology you're talking about getting poop. out of here you're talking about poop <laughs> that's kind of what
1: comes to mind when I hear the word scat like and I think I, that's there, what I'm I, thinking of
2: I I think there's a commonality there this is not what I was planning to talk about it just came to mind and yet but, here we uh, are yeah yeah but but like it's about the you know endings it's just an unfortunate uh now I want to look it up yeah, yeah Amy, you, you should look it up. You know,
0: uh, our, you do, our, you... our last show got the uh, got the most attention of anything we've had on YouTube so far. Uh, it, it got the most engagement. It got actual comments. Um, we got comments. We got a guy, a, a guy accusing uh, Matt and I of being basically Kanye West. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> go, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and let Matt address, Wait, address in that. in what regard Israel hate. So we are uh, geniuses.
2: Are <laughs> you
1: geniuses? I, I got a dope life and I do dope shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. you have an answer for, for I, I i i do Genius. so i mean i i did make a response on on youtube i tried to add right. the the individual that wouldn't at like I it think, wasn't it wasn't hot i think lately. you
0: replied though i think it, it did go to him
1: i went in the reply but it didn't do the at so i don't know if he gets oh, okay. the message in his in his All dashboard right. or not but you know what i said and i, I don't i'm not going to reread my answer but i said i, I can definitely see how what the way the tone that I took specifically might have sounded anti-Israel that definitely wasn't my intent so I'll, I will say for the sake of clarity I am not anti-Israel um n- neither the people nor the country um I, I, what I was attempting to do was just be critical and you know take sure. a, a, a an alternate opinion for the sake of the conversation uh, try to drive out some of the different thoughts. Um, For those that are new to the show, uh, that's kind of what we try to do. If you go back and listen to some of our other stuff, like around the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, some of those conversations, uh, we we try to get into some, some really touchy, icky stuff because we think, you know, maybe there's not enough people that are willing to have these conversations in their own circles. So that's the hope. Um, You know, hopefully if any of my if any of our Jewish listeners were listening, they didn't take it the wrong way. Um, I wouldn't say I'm anti uh, uh, Arab either. Uh, I live in a world where I don't believe in zero sum situations. Uh, So hopefully, at least take my response with the spirit that I offer it, but I appreciate you call You, you have in the comment. Um, I don't, I'm not being, you know, I don't feel attacked or I'm not being defensive about it because engagement's really what we're looking for. So, you know, if nothing else, I hope my alternative point of view at least allowed you to, you know, kick around your own ideas, maybe reinforce your own ideas. Um, but one thing we try not
0: to do is be an echo chamber here. So I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah. And I, 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 uh, i told him basically when i replied to him hey i we invite this exact mm-hmm. thing you can have as much criticism for us as i mean we we have thick skin and we're all veterans so we're a little dead inside anyway but uh so, well uh, um
2: that last part was true but the rest of it doesn't apply to me because he, he you don't he you don't you him. don't have thick skin oh just because he agreed think, with you yeah. i think agreed, he was yeah. he was a yeah. good guy in this so he recognized it, 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 right. which of us was right
0: <laughs> um but but yeah and he he actually i asked i invited him to you know give us another chance or you know listen to another episode and he said he, he'd he'd do it so i did see that and uh, i
1: appreciate that like we definitely yeah, sure. don't 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 tune into one and then say like oh what the heck's going on here because uh you yeah, know those guys <laughs> we, we might we might we might uh we might we might uh, surprise you with
0: our takes on some other things in a way that you, you enjoy and uh for another of my favorite comment um hi Corey a list <laughs> and and the list is long and, it, and this isn't even even the half of it it's, but well, since, it's it's long and distinguished since since that's not what we're talking about today i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read the list but uh you you're invited to hit me up in dms uh, i'll talk about it. or you can you can go on the facebook uh group page and, and maybe bring it up and we can we can have a discussion and and brian can uh can argue we can we can get we or get maybe you could maybe there.
1: you read those off in a in a short and we can post maybe it separately as maybe, a short, so maybe it's I will not part of the show. Um, yeah.
2: Well, I want to, uh, I want to get in on that. So, nope. just to remind the listeners, the, the, what was the, t- tell them what the list is.
0: The list had to do with injustices that had to do with ethnic and racial issues that happened on the border of Gaza, West Bank, and Israel.
2: If, like, just to clarify, I think the in the context it was your claim was that Israel was, they had racist policies. I disputed that they had racist policies. I was attributing, not that they have, not that they have policies that are necessarily pleasant for Palestinians, but that it's the motivation that I was pushing back on.
1: And so I don't don't, actually, we'd have to pull the tape back, but I don't remember the argument being about policies. It was about activities. It
0: was about execution of right, policies.
1: Right, right. I don't think I don't think any of us suggested that there were racist policies. I think we well, were suggesting that. In fact, in fact, that, the, in fact, that, that was my pushback.
0: Yes, yes, there are policies that are supposed to be anti-racist, and they're not following through on them. And I compared it to Jim Crow era in mm-hmm. America.
2: Yeah, and my, and my point was, I mean, it's I don't want to get hung up on the word policy, but just the just that it was motivated by racism and not by self-preservation.
0: Okay. I'll, um, I'll let you have the last word on that
2: we will i mean i was just that was the setup for for the round two on that but that's not what we're here to talk about what today. are we here to talk we're about end um, times and well and this are we
0: in end times right now
2: um specifically i'm i'm thinking of all the the memes and the the social media posts that uh in inter- like every the d- since this since all this stuff started happening, people have been uh it was is is this the end times? Is this does this mean the Jesus is coming back soon? Um my uh my social media feeds are flooded with that stuff. I keep getting yep. Greg Laurie uh sermons in my in my YouTube feed. Um you guys know who Greg Laurie is? Nope. Anyway, he's he's a he's a popular evangelical preacher. Hmm. Um but um so I thought we'd uh I thought we'd dive into that set the record straight. So uh what do you guys think? Do you think we're in the end times? I I think that I have no idea because I have
1: personally not 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 as a as a, you know, academic curiosity but spiritually I have zero interest in trying to predict it. Um I I take the the verse of the, no man knows the day of my coming quite literally. Um, and I also, you know, we're all the same generation. We're with a couple of years of each other's age, spent my entire childhood listening to Southern Baptist preachers use every single event, both technological and geopolitical as the single most obvious harbinger of the end times. Right. So I remember back to the cold war was going to be end times, right. It was because of the whole fire, um, allegory or or whatever you want to call it. It was that, you know, that's nuclear weapons. And then in the eighties, AIDS came out. And then that, because apparently it burned when you pee or whatever a connection they made, that's the fire. It's a bug. It's a virus. It's, it's the, it's the, this is the way God's going to kill us all. And then it was
0: acid rain,
1: Then acid rain. (laughs) Then it was, what was the other, there was, I mean, there was more and more Y2K as, as we got into, you know, later eras. Oh, the barcodes when when barcodes became a real big standardization there was the big push that people were going to be forced to get barcoded on their on their skin or a computer chip and that's the mark of the beast and that's the end times and then it was then it was Y2K then it was the Mayan calendar then it was now it's AI now it's this war and this this, this conflict in Israel but it's always oh 9-11 was another one right because of Didn't that can we just
0: go through the rapture
1: the fake thing about uh about, a- about the the, what was the guy's name? The, the French prophet or not prophet, but uh the the, I can't remember now, but all those things I just rattled off. Nostradamus. Right? Like, Nostradamus. Thank you. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, all of those things it's, it's, it's always in times I feel like men in black, right. It's always a galactic invasion. It's always a, you know, there's always something going on and every single time it's been you know, there's been the the guys on the street with the big sign, the end is near, the end is near. Right. Uh, it, it just gets tiring. And, and I don't know what you do with that. If you really buy into it and then it doesn't happen to me, that's gotta be the worst feeling, you know, uh, tribulation interrupt us. Like, I don't know what you call that, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be a pretty feels bad moment for, for all the evangelicals out there. Um, so, I, I guess this really one of the, another one of the things that I loved about uh, Dr. Heiser, he was so anti eschatology It amused me every time I saw one of his little quips on it. Right. Um, yeah,
2: I disagree and that's just, that's just that.
1: kind yeah. of, and that's, and that's fine. I just, I'm with him. Like it just, it makes my head hurt and I don't know what but, to make of it, but
2: I do have good news for you. Okay. Cause we're going to clear all of that up. Today. Okay. Um, not to overpromise, but that's <laughs> quite, quite the
0: promise. I, I just think it it becomes an excuse for people to stop living and stop doing things that they should be doing every day and I, I think if you live your life of of gratitude and and uh you know hug the people you care about and and come on and speak to to friends even though they're far away then then when the end times come it won't it won't matter like it is like we you're gonna be locked into whatever it is that's gonna happen after and and hopefully you you did what you were supposed to do to get to get to the next level yeah yeah we'll yeah see. and i think
2: as as we get into this i i think i think it's even i think it's even worse than that i think it's uh see i i don't think this is all that complicated i think if people would just read it, it it's it's it isn't i'm not saying it's immediately obvious but it's not that hard to figure out i think people are I think people are largely blinded by tribe and tradition and and dogmatism, and they they kind of bring their expectations to it, and they don't instead of just reading it.
0: So it's like a weird narcissism where you want to be the one, like <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I want to be the one ushering the new times. It's, it's Is that how it's gonna my, be when Jesus it's comes back? Be in well, my day. <laughs>
2: see, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think there's a certain humility to it um for some people like you're just kind of trusting your preacher and i think a lot of his group think oh i, but... I don't think
1: he meant the people i think i think dre meant the preachers and that was oh well oh, yeah dre? the the people who yeah
0: yeah pretty much any, anyone claiming that this is it and because they know
1: i'm i'm okay. such a genius i can deduce from the the, the 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 subtext within this document and then i'm gonna lay it against what's happening today and show you exactly now come
0: to my church
2: and put money on my offering plate well, yeah, it's it's sensationalist. It gets
0: attention, which which is what we're doing here. Um, but uh, yeah, because if the end, if the world's end tomorrow, why am I putting money in your plate, dog? Right. Yeah, but why um, not? <laughs>
2: but why not? You gotta you gotta get right with the Lord before He comes back. And I, as someone who speaks for Him, give me money, right? Um, yeah. but uh, so I thought we'd just read it and uh, kind of see what it says are you and, are you going
0: to uh, go um in in synoptic order cuz i i think it's it's kind of cool how if you go from mark to matthew to luke how it actually kind of escalates like if like if mark is the is the teaser trailer then uh then mark i mean uh matthew will pop up with with like a, a bigger better but then luke has more of a promise feel good ending even though it's a bad ending
2: well, there yes. are, well, it's, except that's the thing. It's not a, it's not, that's a, we talked about that in one of our earlier podcasts, we how we talk about how the, you know, the apocalypse, it's the end of the world. It's scary. We're all going to, we're all going to suffer and die and uh, we're going to have to fight the antichrist and be a, a, afraid of the devil. And, and no, it's held out as something it, it's, it's the, it's the central hope of Christianity is for The messiah to return and set up god's kingdom on earth but we're so we're so preoccupied with this notion of individual salvation to an afterlife as a disembodied spirit that we we don't really i think we've lost the plot and i think that's going to become apparent here so but yeah there are differences between the synoptics um some are they're not all most of them are kind of subtle and so I, I can kind of understand some of the confusion about it. But anyway, it's enough uh build up. I'm gonna look at Mark because it's kind of the it's purportedly the earliest. Um so and I'm I'm not gonna read through everything line by line, but just the the salient points. So Jesus is leaving the temple, they're admiring the uh they're admiring it. Jesus says, do you see all the great buildings, replied Jesus. Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen? And what would be the sign that they are about to be filled? So right there from the outset, there's no there's no particular reason to think of this as being about the end times. They ask, he's, they're they talking about the fall of the fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple um so they they ask him when will this be and that's when he says uh watch out that no one deceives you which is you know that's the first thing we should pay attention to today um many will come in my name claiming i am he and will deceive many when you hear of wars and rumors of wars do not be alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are, these are, but the beginning of birth pains. So, you know, all of these wars and natural events that, that happen and everybody has, everybody scrambling to predicting the end, Jesus says, don't be alarmed. These are business as usual. These things are going to happen. That's just the default setting of human history. And, and again, He's not even talking about the end times here. He's talking about the fall of the temple. Um, and so he he goes on to tell them to be on guard against persecution. Uh, you're going to be uh, arrested, taken before governors and synagogues. Uh, brother will betray brother to death, their parents, their children. Um, when you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand now that's a note from from Mark himself, telling the reader of his gospel to understand. And the the language there it's a direct quotation from the book of Daniel, and this is in where he predicted the uh, he this was when the temple was in ruins after the Babylonian exile, and he predicted a, yet another defilement of the temple, um, and so that's something to put a pin in for later because we're going to get into that but uh jesus goes on to say and again he's still talking about the destruction of the temple not the not the end of not his what we call the second coming they had no concept of a second coming at the time because they were still waiting for his first uh his first parousia his first advent um but he uh At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect, so be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time, but in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky. He's quoting Joel here. Um, at that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds and from the ends of the earth. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but only the father be on guard for you do not. You don't know when that time will come that um, the man knew when the when the uh, thief was going to break in, he uh, he would have stayed on watch. Um, so a lot of people read that and think that he's conflating the coming of the son of man with the destruction of the temple, which happened about 40 years later in the year 70 A.D., I think it's pretty clear from the text that he's taking great pains to disabuse them of that idea. He tells them these are the signs to look for, to know that the fall of the temple and of Jerusalem is going to, is about to happen. Learn this lesson from the fig tree. So he's telling them to keep alert and they'll know that's coming. But then in contrast about that day and hour, no one knows. Like he's, he's, he's explicitly distinguishing between When the temple falls, and at that time, there'll be all these people saying the Messiah is coming, or this prophet, there's a prophet over here predicting the Messiah is coming, or that prophet. He's telling them, well, no, you won't have to suss it out. It's not going to be something that is going to require your discernment or your reading the tea leaves because it's going to it's going to be it's going to be unmistakable when the son of man comes that's going to the whole world will see it you won't there won't be any debate so when all the so when the temple is about to be destroyed though there's going to be all these false messiahs and false prophets claiming to be the uh the one and it's so he's excuse me So he's explicitly distinguishing between those two events. And I mean, it's just like Matt said at the at the beginning, no one knows the day or out. So it's so funny, the, as you've read all
1: that, I just saw a, a second part of that sentence that I never noticed. So it says about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son. Right. He's only yeah.
0: the father. He's so like, so, shit, so Jesus <laughs> is
1: like, I don't know, it could be a couple of years, it might be a long time, I don't know.
0: It reminds me of uh, how I met your mother when he lost a slap bet. <laughs> and every time he walked in, he's like, ah, this. and that's us every time that there's some kind of war or want be cataclysm happening on, on earth. Is this, is this it? Is this it?
1: <laughs> that's a great episode. It was a series of episodes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what it was made an it ongoing great. Bit. Yeah, yeah. That was so funny.
2: There's nothing funnier than watching a grown man slap another grown man. And,
1: and the one flinching about it too.
2: And knowing it's coming and he can't do anything. Except about for it. that one time.
0: I I do appreciate a grown man that gets slapped and gets up immediately and fights. I w- mo- most don't. They cower and and they and they in and the and they, and, they, and they ball up in a little fetal position.
2: Well, to be to be fair to those men. I don't think he could bench press 500 pounds when it happened to the one guy you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Well, well, I mean, it's
2: true. I I mean, I think he would have done the same thing,
0: but... No, I don't think so. I think he would have fought. I think he has the warrior spirit. No, I I said, he. he,
2: yeah, he definitely would have done the same thing is what I said. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I mean, there would have been, but I mean... there probably would have been more broken than than the clock, but anyway, this is what's this the is, uh,
0: what's the what's the subtle difference between uh between the synops synoptics here. <laughs> yeah, please don't read the, please back.
2: don't read them all though. That was long. I'm not right. yeah. I'm not planning to. That was as about as much line by line verbatim reading as I'm planning
1: and, to do. And real quick question question to the listeners: If we ever do a long verse like that, would you guys prefer that we? like put it on screen for anybody who's watching does that is that helpful i don't know just let us know in the comments it's just a thought i had i jotted i
2: it. i was grappling with whether to like read it from the book or to read it from the screen <laughs> right well
1: way. i'm not on the book but i'm saying like you know like a slide we, we could put it on the, the screen text like, on it yeah so yeah. anybody who's what who's on youtube watching they could it could be reading along with your words rather than
0: maybe maybe we'll just add a we'll add some text on the screen so they could just read it and it'd be right so well, we caption close caption will just come across and we can follow probably, the bouncing ball
2: they could probably just go to bible gateway and plug in we could
1: 13. do it, we
0: could do
2: it like picture pages style <laughs> and you could draw <laughs> underlines do 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 like like bill cosby
0: yeah i'm pretty sure that's i'm pretty sure that show's canceled
2: i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, that show was okay. canceled a long time <laughs> yeah, ago i don't think ago. i don't think he's doing it anymore <laughs> he, is, he ain't selling pudding pops either
1: you know funny but story not? i w- when i was a little kid and picture pages was out i had my mom order me picture pages And so I got some and I was all excited. I'm like, I got picture pages. And then I I had him and he did his and I was like following along and I had a meltdown. I was like four because my pen didn't make noises when I drew lines on it, like it did on the show. And I didn't understand that was a special effect. And I I, had the whole reason you
2: wanted to do it. But uh, why wouldn't you? Right, It
0: it made awesome sounds. You thought your mom was the coolest ever for actually ordering you the awesome. Right. I was like, you thought I got I, I got a bullshit one, mom. I,
1: I live a charmed <laughs> life. Broken. I got picture pages. I'm playing along with Bill Cosby because he's gonna do some picture pages with me. And right. then they didn't make any noise, and I was done. And I think I was done with picture pages at that point. I was like, take these picture pages. <laughs> <I don't
2: laughs> <was> just, <laughs> okay,
1: you tell so, Bill. I
0: said, have a coconut smile and shut the
2: fuck up. So Jello, meat, mother. <laughs> so Matthew twenty four to abruptly. And artlessly bring it back to the to the topic um you asked about the subtle differences Mm -hmm. um in matthew 24 it comes after he uh after the seven woes where he is basically warning the, the jewish leadership that they're they're in trouble um jerusalem jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you your house is left to you desolate um so in response to that, his disciples are like, what are you talking about? Well, look at this, look at this awesome temple. And then that's when he says, I tell you the truth, not one stone to be left here on another. And then the, the questions they ask him are somewhat different.
0: It's like the director's um, cut version.
2: Kind of. <laughs> yeah. The Dan Snyder version. of the- <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's definitely more elaborate. And I think he makes, he, he puts a finer point on the distinction, but they, they ask him, when will this happen? What will be the sign of your? It's translated coming, but the, the 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 Greek is parousia, which means a a visitation. And what will be this? When will this happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So he makes it more emphatic by after the text that you get from Mark, sort of getting a more elaborate version. He tells these parables about the uh, the bridesmaids who who weren't ready um and about the uh the sheep and the goats and the the point of it is that be ready the whole all the time um because it could happen at any time as opposed to the fall of the temple, which you're going to see coming. there's going to be definite right. signs that so that you'll know that it's there and you can flee Jerusalem um but there, he he includes an important detail that is often missed and especially in these conversations about end times. Um, Matthew 24 verse, uh, verse nine through 14, he's kind of talking about how they'll be persecuted. And he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So he, that's the one sign he gives to know, uh, to know that the end that the actual end will come um which is it's not really a sign it's something we're supposed to be doing like that's what it means to be ready to be as as a church preaching this gospel of the kingdom which as we've discussed I don't, we don't even really know what this gospel of the kingdom is we tell people about going to heaven when they die and we, we speak of the this world is something to be abandoned and escaped in favor of some other world when it's about the renewal of this earth through the, through the preaching of the gospel. And so uh, you're right, Matt.
1: Yeah. I'm getting I'm picking up noise from somewhere.
2: Should I wait till you're finished or keep going? It's fine. Keep going. Um. So the bottom line here is uh, if somebody thinks there are signs that you can interpret to know that jesus is about to come back they're wrong no absolutely nobody knows anyone who claims to read the bible and to have studied the prophecies and identified the signs that jesus is about to return is just proving by that that they haven't read the bible they haven't paid attention to the olive discourse and uh and it obscures the all-important crucial aspect of what the church is supposed to be doing um which is to preach the gospel of the kingdom to, to all nations um, but Luke twenty one is
0: yeah. This is like a if if that was the director's cut, then this is like a I don't know like a like a like a, like a spin off to keep the series fresh. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, in Luke, he he does kind of conflate them. Like reading along, right. you can't really you don't have that explicit distinction between here are the signs to look for for the temple and when jesus returns now if you read the other two it's it's not impossible to to reconcile them but if somebody is just going off of this it's completely understandable why reasonable people of good faith could could take that could take luke 21 to uh to mean that but you do have kind of the same feature of hold on a second Um, yeah no it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to get around that it pretty much says Mm -hmm. uh, well there's the one thing is that he says they will fall by the sword and be taken as prison this is verse 24 they will fall by the sword and be taken as prisoners to all nations jerusalem will be trampled on by the gentiles until the times of the gentiles are fulfilled so there is this sort of indefinite period of time alluded to that uh would if you read that alongside the other two it would indicate that the fall of jerusalem is not the end of the world but it's it's the it's the next step toward this indeterminate period of time called the the time of the gentiles when the gentiles trample on jerusalem which happens it's a bad time now. to be pregnant apparently yeah yeah um, but again, that's a, really, the, that's a really weird sentence. What? What are the pregnant like, women and? In-
1: yeah, Luke, Luke twenty-one. Uh, where did I just? Where does Luke 21, 20, uh, twenty-three. It just randomly says how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers.
2: Well, it's hard to run, and, and
1: there, and there was giants. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like this really weird little statement. It's like, oh, okay. I mean. I don't know that there's a great time to be a pregnant woman or a nursing mother, but like, it'll well, be especially when, bad during that time.
2: When uh, Romans are coming to destroy your, your home, that's. that's that time, that time to, that's that's probably probably time to be fat. Time.
0: Look, I saw Apocalypto and she was a badass in that hole.
1: And she's pregnant the whole time.
0: Kick that baby out and still <laughs> whoop some ass. <laughs> huh.
2: And like kept the baby
0: while. quiet. So they didn't come they didn't find and kill her an incredible movie by uh speaking of resident anti-semite mel gibson as the director of that of that film
2: i've been meaning to to review that i didn't get good reviews but i mean review it like re-watch it
0: oh i, mean, I don't mean re-
2: i don't mean write a review but it's incredible yeah i don't know that i've ever watched it
0: you probably just don't want to read the subtitles that is part of it <laughs> and it's long
2: yeah why can't they just speak american so we can follow the story it's too, not immersive enough. Yeah. That
0: is what a colonizer so, would say.
1: Yeah. Guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> That's why I like my Kevin Costner movies. He doesn't even do an accent.
0: He's like, I'm robbing a lock Hey
2: I know Robin. everybody,
0: everybody's got a British accent, but me. <laughs> I'm like, nice. Yeah. So
2: what do you guys think of the uh Luke 21 problem?
0: Is it a what's report? the problem that it is that it conflates them yeah i i think it gets reconciled with other gospels I'm,
2: how do you how do you mean
0: i i mean that it's super distinctive in the other two and if you read them as if they're one then then it separates them
1: it is weird that it, it puts them it, side by side in fairness like there's not a hard stop it's like the temple, Jerusalem. Oh, and then the end of the world. Like there's no time in between. And it makes it seem as if chronologically the two events are going to be juxtaposed. Right. Yeah. So th-
0: Does does that inform, I don't know, uh, Paul's urgency when he's, when he's speaking about end times?
2: I think his urgency is the, the same as everybody else's. You don't, you don't know when it's going to happen um
0: but does he believe it's going to be sooner than people of his contemporaries
2: i i think i think the early church believed it would happen within their lifetime i think that was i think that was pretty universal um although you have things like uh second peter where he talks about how uh in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their evil desires they will say where is this coming he promised um, ever since the days of our ancestors, uh, the world goes on and this
0: i I guess my my question is do do you think that that Luke was informed by by that mentality from Paul? Um, and that's why he kind of you know, scrunched them.
2: Um, i I mean, I take him at his word in his prologue that he interviewed eyewitnesses and uh got it from people who heard jesus now that's I think, a really uh, weird way of saying yes i'm not saying yes
0: It's the way that's way he said no to me because he's saying that paul didn't inform him that it was the eyewitness uh testimony of the people that he interviewed
2: well but i also i don't i don't accept that i what i think is the premise of your question that paul had kind of a unique view on this um I mean, I think if you take the Olivet discourse, he is he saying there. it could happen. <laughs> right? Yeah, Paul was not an eyewitness, so he Jesus. does have a unique view
1: of it. It's different than the other gospels because they were well, there when it happened.
2: That assumes he had a view that he that was independent of them. No. I mean, that I, I there's there's good there's good indication from his letters that he was getting his information about Jesus's teachings from the from the apostles from from the 12 um also
0: that he was getting teachings directly from christ
2: yeah but not on not on an ongoing basis i mean he had the damascus road experience and he had some visions here and there but it's not like he was like hanging out in a room having like having jesus preach sermons to him i don't think that's Mm -hmm. ever claimed anywhere i mean he's he didn't he never claimed to be a prophet and that in that sense he claimed to be an apostle but one abnormally born is his claim to apostleship was the damascus road experience um but no he didn't claim that he was getting special teachings from jesus that were that were that was special to him
0: he he didn't
2: did he? Where did he? Where did he claim
0: that? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't have it off the top of my head, and I didn't. I didn't think that we were going to go down this. This. Uh...
2: Are you talking about Galatians? Um, this might.
0: I'm just. I'm just saying that he. He said that he got things that weren't from apostles. Did he um, not?
2: No, I, I don't. Think I he thought did. he did. Now, I thought he
1: made some. Uh, yeah. Some some but, like t- mystical statement about I get these from.
0: I he said, well, well, you know, my, my gospel isn't, isn't from the other apostles. So right. don't, well, don't, okay. don't at me, bro.
2: You're, you're, I think you're talking about Galatians where he says, uh, cause he says like, I wasn't there, but it was revealed to me or something like that. I want you to know brothers that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man or as I taught it, rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. So you've heard of my previous way of life in Judaism. Ah, sorry my computer's acting up um sure that one but uh yeah i, I persecuted the church i was a basic in judaism uh, i was super zealous uh but then but when god who sent me apart from my mother's womb called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that i might preach him among the gentiles my immediate response was not to consult any human being i did not go up to jerusalem to see those who were apostles before i was but went into arabia later i returned to damascus but then he talks about how after three years, he did go to Jerusalem to get acquainted. And the, the Greek there is is, is, uh, is Historia. It's related. It's the root right. for our word history. So it's basically he interviewed Cephas, Peter, stayed with him 15 days. He saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. He's not saying that the content of his gospel is special. He's saying that his apostleship is his authority to preach the gospel came directly from Jesus Christ, and oh, the gospel. No, being... he said
1: he said the revelations came.
0: Right. He's saying I, that his no, his. No, I think he is saying his gospel is special. Yeah, because he I... refers it to as his gospel. Yeah, mm, a lot.
2: Okay, well then we need to read on because that's not that's not what he said yeah. there. He was. I mean, he's. he's it's obviously exactly what he about, said there. Right. Go back up to the top. Don't keep
1: on reading because you're getting into different territory. Go back and reread the first part of that.
2: He I said, to know, brothers, that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. Means I
1: didn't okay. get it from anybody. The gospel that I preach, not the authority, but the actual gospel I'm preaching okay. is not from and human he, authority. I deny. Oh.
0: And throughout his letters, he uses the gospel in a proprietary man, manner. My gospel.
2: No, he yeah. doesn't. Okay. Uh, I clearly okay, here okay. he's talking about Jesus appearing to him on on the road to Damascus clearly uh, and, t- and telling him go and bear witness to the nations
0: and and he didn't spend years in Arabia also receiving revelation
2: um hold on
1: so he says my gospel fifteen times
0: that's a lot in seven letters
1: wait hang on nope those they didn't it didn't concatenate those two
2: words properly Hang on okay of I did not go go up to Jerusalem to see those who were possible before I was but I went to, but I went into Arabia later I returned to Damascus it doesn't say anything about getting special revelations from Jesus it doesn't say what he's what he was doing in Arabia but it does say in acts that he was learning from other disciples but the point I mean the the point of it in the context of what we know from acts was jesus appearing to him on damascus road sending him to the house of ananias to to baptize him um which he was and then he he spent some time learning from other disciples but he wasn't getting there's he never says he was getting special revelations from jesus himself and
0: okay he was, and, and i didn't i didn't bring it up to to have an have an argument or or have a theological discussion about Paul himself it just seems to me as reading through the new testament that Paul has a certain urgency about it and it seems to me that Luke also has the same type of urgency and as compared to the other synoptic gospels and Luke is you know acquainted with with Paul and I was just asking if if perhaps there's there's a there's a trail there and if there's not, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not wed to this, to this train of thought.
1: Uh, so just in the, in the NIV, he says my witness once. And he says my gospel three times.
2: Okay. So what, so do you think he had a different gospel?
1: Why, why are you going down a weird path? Yeah, you, you are going down a weird well, path. You're, I'm not, you're, I'm not you're doing I, some weird defensive theological response to a well, statement. Well,
2: but you're, you're emphasizing him saying I'm my not gospel. I'm not emphasizing a single thing. I'm point I
1: I was what Dre mentioned. And I, and I, and I agreed with was he didn't get his gospel from man. He got it from God. He says so to to say otherwise is odd because he says it in the open of his statement. And then he goes on to talk about things. And yeah, he went and met with Peter, but that makes no guarantee or even an inference that his gospel or any of what he preaches came from Peter just simply says he went and met with Peter. He already got the gospel
2: from God. So why would he give a shit what Peter had to say? Well, apparently he did because he went and stayed to them. No, apparently he didn't. Maybe they were having food.
1: Maybe okay, they were talking well, about about on. like Bef- how to make a boat. You,
2: before you camp out on a conclusion, I think we should finish reading that passage about when he went to Jerusalem, stayed with Cephas for 15 days. Then I went to Syria and Calicchia, and I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they praise God because of me. And then he goes on to say then after 14 years i went up again to jerusalem this time with barnabas i took titus along also uh da, 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 da. i wanted to be sure that i was i presented to them the gospel that i preach among the gentiles i wanted to be sure that i was not running and had not been running my race in vain yet not even titus who was with me was compelled to be circumcised even though he was a greek um i'm sorry i skipped a part i went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders, I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. And so this is in Jerusalem where mm-hmm. James the Lord's brother was bishop. Um, we don't know if Cephas was that where Peter was there or not. So he
0: pre- he presented them. He went and did a show and tell.
2: He didn't
1: go do a, a ask a lunch and learn. Like that's very right. different. He's he's like, This is what I've been preaching, because mm-hmm. this is what God told me to preach. Are y'all good with this? That's a very different – that's a very different
2: action. Very different. They go and hey,
1: teach me how to preach or what to preach.
2: Yeah, and I'm not saying he did that, but my point is he was preaching the same thing because he tells us he went to present it to them, to the leaders in Jerusalem, to make sure he wasn't preaching in vain. What's that mean? Right. No, I get that. But that doesn't mean (laughs) –
1: I, I have no idea who, who, what you're trying to defend because there's, well, been, there's, there's nothing. All we're saying is that he made it really clear that he didn't learn his gospel from people. He learned it from God. That was literally the question that, that Dre asked you to, he was like, didn't well, he? and you were like, did he? Apparently he did. Well, like, that's the, it.
2: Like you that, seem to be, you seem to be saying that he had, he had a unique message that was, I, I don't think I said those taught.
1: words. I don't think I said those words or implied those words. I simply said he okay. got them from God. I'm taking the man at his word. Okay, Drake,
2: well, was was that your I mean, I'm not um, I'm I just mean, trying to understand what you're I saying. I don't
0: have this stuff in front of me. I also I think in 2 Corinthians he says something along the along those lines as well. You already know that I think that he had a different gospel, so I I don't know why we're going to have this this discussion when it doesn't have to do with the end times.
2: Well, okay, well. I mean, you, but you tied it to end times. I mean, I'm not trying to fight with you, but no, just...
0: I asked and you answered no, which we could have just moved on right from there. All right. I didn't I mean, even I didn't even dispute your answer. I was like, okay.
2: Okay. I, I don't know why you guys are mad at me. I'm just I'm just mad <laughs> answering your question. Nobody's and mad.
0: You. No,
2: I th- I, feel I feel attacked. Well, you well, are all bulky be Stop being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not, okay. <laughs> way, way ahead of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I beat
1: you there. Um, hey, so when when my dad's listening, I'm gonna get another text. Why do you guys always beat up on Brian? This is why he's wrong all the time. Anyway, carry on.
2: you've never <laughs> I've been wrong about anything, but uh, see? see dad. That's why I see. This, I is, have what I anything. this is what I have I to had, deal with. You're
0: so definitive on how wrong we are on every single topic, but that's okay.
2: You're, I mean, but you get, okay. One last point on that. He did mm. say in first Corinthians 15, I want to remind you of the gospel i preached to you which you received and on which you've taken your stand by this gospel you are saved if you hold firm to the word i preached to you otherwise you believed in vain for what i received i passed on to you as of first importance then he quotes a creed that is not pauline in language and then says whether then it was i or they this is what we preached and this is what you believed and this ties back to his opening passage in first corinthians where he rebukes them for forming cliques around why,
0: why is he defending that
2: why is he defending who,
0: who's who's who is uh uh challenging his authority and why does he have to why does he have to defend it
2: and are you talking about first corinthians 15
0: sure or or any corinthians
2: well he's uh he's not I, I just i just it sounds it sounds passage. to me like he's
0: he's pretty defensive i'm not even saying he's wrong well, I'm just saying that somebody he, is challenging his authority, but that's not what's happening in that passage. Okay, I mean,
2: has his does has his authority been challenged in Corinth? Yeah, sure, definitely. Um, but to check, I mean, if if he was appointed by Jesus Christ to be his representative, then it's it it's wrong to to undermine his authority. But if you read First Corinthians, it starts off with he rebukes people for forming cliques around which. No, I know, I got it. Teacher, sure. And he emphasizes, it doesn't matter. Paul wasn't crucified for you. Don't form a clique around me. He's he's deliberately denying any special authority. And so, uh, and the whole point of the first couple chapters is we're all preaching the same thing here. It doesn't matter which of us initiated you. Don't form cliques around that. You're all in Christ. We're all just workmen who are preaching the same gospel. I mean, he's, he's quite emphatic about that so but uh i do think the issues with luke deserve some with the differences between luke 21 and matthew 24 and mark 13 deserve some attention um so you guys want to get back to that yeah go ahead um are you familiar with preterism
1: i am um, of what is it? I, I forgot what it means, but I have I, I am the minute you explained I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That and I and I do I do know
2: preterism is. is the belief that these prophecies have already happened. That he's that's that these I mean. that in some sense Jesus did return in the year 70 and that's, AD. That's the whole book. Oh, even okay. Reve-
1: even revelation has already happened and it had to do with like Rome and all that stuff. Right. And it's right. typically
2: okay. it's typically it's not necessarily, but it's typically associated with post-millennialism and just for just to review some basics here about eschatology um, um th- there are three main views about the about eschatology there's premillennialism which mean the pre is that Jesus will return prior to the the thousand year reign that's described in the book of revelation uh postmillennialism post-millennialism has it that the church is going to establish this kind of golden age of where christianity holds sway in the world um and then jesus will return after that and then there's amillennialism which has it that the the church age the church itself is that thousand year reign of course the thousand years is not that's literal that's just kind of uh Ancient idiom for a long a, ass time, a really long time. Right, so <laughs> right. it's not. So that part isn't. Nobody thinks that part is literal. But wait, no one. The the act the thousand year the exact. Yeah. And I'm not trying number, to be funny. I, there's really nobody that actually thinks it's literal. I mean, thousand there's years. probably you could probably find a guy if you looked for him. But the I bet I there's,
0: there's lots of guys. There's <laughs> the, the YECs.
1: That's what I was getting at. Aren't the YECs going to take that literally? Super. Uh,
2: I've never met anybody who picked that as a hill to die on most uh most most camps on eschatology nobody nobody really makes a point that it's going to be exactly 999 years 364 days and 23 hours and 59 minutes and then it's over um satan gets released from the abyss it, the, the debate is always about whether there is a there is a literal visible reign of Christ on on earth or whether it's that's a that's figurative language for the church age or or some golden age of Christianity
0: um, so you're telling me that there are people that believe that the earth was made in six days but don't take it literally that satan will be released in a thousand years
2: well they they might i mean i'm not I, saying I, absolutely no I, one does but, I,
0: I think there's plenty
2: but my my point is that that like that's that of all the of all the things the different camps of eschatology fight over that doesn't that, that doesn't
1: even make the, the that doesn't even make the discussion
2: right <laughs> they're, they're argued over so much more
1: stuff that no one's even got to that right yeah um, that's that's interesting So yeah, I've never. You could probably find a guy. I I even had the thought that to Dre, where you went with the young versus old Earth, that if if the six days turned into a couple billion years, how many years
0: does a millennium turn into? We shouldn't worry about it,
1: right? (laughs) It's not us. That's like is is the end of the world going to be like the sun dwarfing and (laughs) turning into a black hole or something instead of? like you know stuff that's man-made and by the way wouldn't that be a kick in the pants <laughs> wait wait say that again if the six days in genesis right really yeah, was the- you know hundreds of millions billions of years right right so the millennial kingdoms are really long time what was it the if thing you, you said if you extrapolate that you know six days took a billion years to occur what does the math turn into for a millennia for a millennia to actually require in human days? Mm. And my point is at that point, like we'd be talking about like the sun dwarfing and collapsing on itself and all that kind of stuff, and that the end times could actually be when it says the sun goes dark, maybe it goes dark because it goes out because it runs out of fuel and collapses on itself, in which case it would be wild if the end times were were heralded by astrophysiological events, not man-made events. That's all my point was, was, you know, everybody's so focused on like, we're going to cause it and hit this and that's going to cause it. And it's like, nah, the sun's actually going to like run out of gas before then. It's just an interesting thought.
0: <laughs> so Don't be I, a dick. <laughs> just live.
2: I, I haven't met anyone who has that, that view, but they're there's there's probably somebody whose wheels are
1: i invented now, it on yeah. the fly like i mean so right. i don't know if anybody does you just either. you just I, accidentally started
2: a, a cult. i
0: effect. now subscribe to that that's my that's my view <laughs> that's my su- view so the is, super long millennia so is is jesus coming back not, not anytime soon I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> it's be well that's only if you're a post-millennialist right post-millennialist and not um, a preterist it, well no a, a preterist preterism is usually post-millennialism see the preterists kind of read they 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 deal with luke 21 by claiming that um all of it was about the like the the yeah the there's no there's not a distinction between two events they're the same event but the, the the coming of the son of man was invisible and it it was it was uh setting up the church age which they believe officially commenced with the destruction of the temple by the Um, way
1: i just did a quick check i know people that think that thousand years is literal i got i just got this confirmation in real time just so you know
2: okay um
0: i think joe's witnesses do
1: that would make sense if they think the 14 yeah 2041 is literal yeah um sorry i didn't mean i didn't mean
2: to catch up right right. i know you're in the middle of a thought i'm sorry I don't. I mean, it's.
0: So, so is, does Luke twenty one uh, lend credence to uh, to the modern day memes and in your feed that says the end times are coming? Because, I don't think with so. With this World I, War three on the on the on the cusp.
2: I think partial preterism has some merit to it, which has it that so there's some stuff that needs to be understood from uh, from the Old Testament, like the first off i think it's it's worth asking well why why did he feel the need to disabuse them of this idea that the fall of the temple would coincide with his with his advent mm-hmm. um the olive discourse is packed with with references to the old testament one of the, one of the the obvious ones is where he quotes joel where joel predicts that he he foresees the day of the lord which will entail the the punishment of the nations that uh that rallied against israel and in judah and he restores the fortunes of judah and as, and establishes god's kingdom on earth another one is zechariah 12 through 14 which describes uh armies gathered against jerusalem to to destroy it and uh
0: Ooh, sounds familiar
2: yeah um I mean, he directly references, he uses that exact language in the Olive Discourse. You will see armies gathered against Israel um, or gath- you'll see armies surrounding Jerusalem. And that that language is right there in Zechariah, which Zechariah also talks about how Yahweh himself will descend from heaven and strike down the nations. And it, it, it says that his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Um, and this is the precursor to a... this is the precursor to a a visible reign of god on earth and the beginning of god's kingdom on earth but it but it kind of describes conditions that are associated with the the millennial reign where he is he's ruling from jerusalem and there are punishments of, against nations that don't obey and blessings and prosperity and protection for nations that do so there's still there's still sin in the world there he's he's arbitrating between nations but it's God Himself visibly present on earth ruling from Jerusalem. This is like a like a major messianic prophecy. And so that's why Jesus was disabusing them of this idea that when they when the Romans are surrounding Jerusalem to destroy it, people reading Zechariah would naturally think, well, any moment now, the the Messiah is gonna arrive and and save us when Jesus is telling them no you've you're basically uh you you've rejected the messiah so the the city's going to be destroyed and the time of the gentiles will will commence so which of course raises the question Well, was, was that does that mean the prophecy of Zechariah failed was that a was that a false prophecy um well no um there's a there's a broad, there's a recurring principle that is it bears some examination. There's a, there's often in prophecy, there is a immediate versus an ultimate fulfillment. Like prophecies often have multiple waves of meaning, and the 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 prototype for this would be uh, in Second Samuel chapter seven, I think. Let me check. Second um, Samuel seven, and it's kind of repeated in a sort of more streamlined positive form in first chronicle 17 david want david wants to build the temple and he talks to the prophet nathan about this and nathan tells him yeah go for it good idea um but then nathan gets a gets a an oracle from god telling him go and tell my servant david it's not for you to build my house um all the time i wandered in all, all the time you've been settled in the land and never did I tell any of the judges who I raised up to shepherd my people to build me a house of cedar. Um, rather, I will build you a house, i.e. a dynasty and a son from after you've laid down with your ancestors, a son from your own body will be the one to build the house for me and I will establish his kingdom forever. And, uh, and there's a bunch of, this better if I just look at this instead of uh, there's, there's there's key stuff I'm leaving out that kind of illustrates it for me. Sorry, I should have had this up. I'm very unprofessional. Okay, so he tells him now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for my people Israel and plant them so that they can have a home for their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders of my people Israel. Um, The Lord declares that the Lord himself will establish a house for you, i.e. a dynasty. I will raise up your son to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name. Sorry, my computer keeps… I keep getting pop-ups that are blocking the text. It's not my fault.
0: Spoken like a like a true millennial. Nothing's your fault.
2: Okay, um, da, 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 da. I will, and I will establish his the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father. He will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men with floggings inflicted by human hands. But my love will never be taken away from him as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure, bef- endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. So, and this is like the prototypical prophecy about the messiah like it has all of these elements about israel never again being troubled by wicked wicked people god establishing them in safety and providing for them the son of david who will reign forever and build his temple um so there's there's this in the immediate sense this was fulfilled by solomon who is his his direct successor and he built the temple but obvious but clearly he didn't establish this permanent um he didn't his throne didn't last forever he didn't establish this permanent um safety and security and prosperity for israel they were beset by invasion and eventually uh they kept breaking the covenant and eventually exiled and that's why jews expected a you know a capital m messiah like the son of david who will establish god's kingdom forever In uh chronicles you have kind of the same prophecy but he they take out all the stuff about if he's if he's i will punish him for his wrongdoing and so they this version of the of the messianic of the prophecy about the messiah it presents a more perfected figure who won't have any wrongdoing to punish but it, it's kind of a it's they're they're kind of uh they're kind of chronicles is itself sort of a messianic prophecy, because the whole point is to look back on the dynasty of David as this kind of golden age, as the blueprint for what the Messiah will do. And that prophecy is kind of the central part of it. Um and so you know, the point of all that is that you do have that prophecy isn't about giving specific signs to look for so that you can thereby predict the future it's to establish these types and patterns of of uh of god's dealings with with israel and his patterns of history and these are all kind of a precursor to the final the final age that when the when the messiah finally comes in in real life and you kind of find the same uh you find the same pattern with regard to exile and return. Like they were conquered by Babylon, the, the city and the temple destroyed, carried off into exile. 70 years later, their return. And all of the prophecies that you find about that in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they they kind of talk about it in these es- eschatological terms. Like the, the expectation apparently in Daniel's time was that so jeremiah predicted in jeremiah chapter 29 he he tells the the jews exiled in babylon to to settle in don't don't listen to the prophets who lie to you and tell you you're going back soon um build houses plant vineyards marry and begin and uh give your sons and daughters in marriage pray for the welfare of the city you live in because you're in for the long haul that's your home now after 70 years are completed then i will come to you and bring you back to the land i promised your ancestors and so apparently they believe that the messiah would do that because when the 70 years is over in 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 daniel 9 when he's praying about uh he, he knows the time is up and so he's praying that god would fulfill his promise to bring them back and uh he doesn't explicitly say, send us the Messiah, but when the angel Gabriel comes to him and he he gives him his answer, he tells him, no one understand this, uh, seventy sevens are decreed for your people in your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to seal up vision and prophecy, to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to anoint the most holy. So rather than the 70 years you're expecting, it's going to be 70 times seven years, before the messiah comes and then he gives them kind of a breakdown of the 490 years between um when that countdown begins and when the messiah arrives and you find kind of the same language in the Olivet discourse about the abomination of desolation but the point is like you have these repeating patterns in in prophecy that aren't that they have their immediate fulfillment and then they have their ultimate fulfillment in the future when everything is consummated and it's kind of and it's kind of on these repeating cycles um so when luke predicts the when he conflates the the return of jesus with the destruction of the temple it's kind of it it kind of fits in that same pattern like it's not exactly fulfilled in the year 70 but it's it's a it's a precursor to what it will be like when the messiah returns so did that settle it all did that clear it all up for you guys no you let me talk for a long time and it...
0: <laughs> so um does does the sign of today uh fulfill any immediate prophecy um I think the fact
2: that Israel is a nation again um I, I wouldn't say the events of the recent weeks have any particular sure. prophetic significance, but the fact that Israel became a nation again—like I talked about those patterns that you see in the Bible, like whenever you see like the, the number forty, um, it rained for forty days and forty nights. Um, they wandered the wilderness for forty years. Uh, Elijah was was hunted by uh, Ahab and Jezebel for 40 days and 40 nights after his uh showdown with the prophets of Baal. So the number 40 is that's a that has significance for that's the that's the time of a generation um it's a, it's a, it's the number of judgment um 40 years after Jesus was crucified, the temple was destroyed.
0: So will there be another iteration of Israel? will it fall again?
2: That's, that's it. it, it the thing that I, that I always
1: think about. Cause there's like Like, two thoughts I have. One is if Israel would rebuild the temple again and put us into a third temple era, you know, then all of these things could or couldn't be different. And it's almost like they don't build another temple because they don't want the it all being tied back together, right? The pattern that we we just got finished displaying. Yeah, because I mean, what happens if, you know, maybe Hamas wins and Israel ceases to exist? Well, then what do we do? What do we do with all of this eschatology, right? Because now it's like, well, that's being surrounded, happened, whatever, all that stuff. And then it's like, well, now was that prophecy or did it already happen? Or was that prophecy about this moment? But now we're in some... You know, well, gap I think between the, all of the other, you know, right. the the period will, in between. This will and the that. United
0: States turn on Israel and right. be be part of that fall? Or
2: are we going to well, be part of part of the bad guys? I think. The, you, I think the takeaway are is, we
0: the new Babylon?
2: Actually, I kind of well, I want to answer Rome? that. Right, I I do want to answer that. Um, but um, the takeaway here is that the. Prophecy is not there so we can read headlines and make predictions of the future. Right. Prophecy is there to assure us that this will happen, that we that we're in a plan, that God has a plan for history. And this kind of this ties into back into the the uh the divine council worldview. The the bottom line that I that I think we need to keep emphasizing, um, the the takeaway from the divine council worldview is that we are at war with dark forces um we're in a struggle for the fate of humanity with the spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms their their sentence has been decreed they they know they're going to lose their goal right now is to keep extending the clock and this gospel of the kingdom must be preached to all nations and then the end will come um it it doesn't you know, I think there is significant, there is prophetic significance for the the nation of Israel coming back into existence. Um, but I don't you can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow based on that. But what we can do, what we 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 can take active steps to 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 bring about the the conclusion of the stage of history by preaching this gospel of the kingdom to all nations. And that doesn't just mean standing on a sidewalk spouting scripture. We have to. We have to live it out it's about we have to participate in the divine nature we have to make every effort to add to our faith excellence knowledge self-control perseverance godliness brotherly kindness love we have to we have to it, we have to cultivate the divine nature within mentor other people that's what the church is supposed to be doing and that's how god's kingdom on earth spreads and it's preached to all nations and as long as we're not doing that um the clock keeps it keeps extending
0: right and and i wasn't trying to make predictions i there's just patterns and there's also these forces of darkness that you talk about and who knows that that those forces of darkness could at this point in time have an have an edge they could be winning it doesn't mean they're, they're gonna good. win yeah. it's just they're ahead right yeah, so
2: there's there's ebbs and flows is the is the
0: is the shining kingdom on the hill called the united states are they going to turn into the the force of darkness don't know i'm not trying to predict it i'm just saying that you know there's there's things that we we may have to look out for
2: this won't make me popular um but because you're the,
0: worried about being popular your your whole life
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah so the uh the 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 great beat the the be- the great beast the the great red dragon in the book of revelation obviously it's satan but it's all it's described in terms used by the prophet Daniel uh, for the uh, the four the four beasts that represent the four empires of Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Um, so it's basically a revived Roman Empire that's in power that that the 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 Antichrist is the head of. Um, if there's a revived Rome, Rome never really fell as an empire; it fell as a city. But it just kind of like broke up and into lots of little empires um that's why you have uh german rulers who are called kaisers and russians czars um and it just kind of changed hands over the centuries until we took up the mantle i think we're the revived roman empire and daniel talks about the fourth east (laughs) is it um (laughs) <laughs> but um too stinking sweet <laughs> uh, yeah i'm not i'm not sure i like the 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 role we would occupy <clears throat> if 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 that is us i mean you could um, I, you could
1: make a, 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 a secondary unpopular statement that the roman empire never went anywhere and oh by the way that's where the catholic Church is.
2: Hmm. uh there i mean martin luther argued that that was the babylon mm-hmm. the uh the mother of horrors right um and um strong take
0: but what about china they're a um, red dragon
1: mm, literally (laughs) right Right? like they're communist and they're
2: all about dragons yeah um maybe i mean there are (laughs) there, there are there are clues that well, he he describes it as it's, he he uses the image the metaphors of four beasts, but he also uses it the the illustration of an image of it's got a head of gold, chest and arms of silver, belly and bronze belly and thighs of bronze, and feet of iron and baked clay, and that represents the the same four empires that the beasts represent. And he makes a point about how the feet are of iron and mixed and and clay, meaning it's partly strong and partly brittle because it's made because it's made up of a mixture of peoples.
0: Ooh, murka
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Um, but uh, you know, again, I don't I don't know. It's it's speculative, and it could be. So, you know,
0: so what you're saying is we have the end times coming, and we need to. Get your Patriot supply for food. Uh, Start prepping. Get, get, buy, buy your guns while you can, while the this, Second Amendment is still episode, a thing.
1: This
2: episode brought to you by preppers.com. Yeah. <laughs> Boogaloo. Now, anybody saw I, mean, I mean, I'm personally dead. I mean, the first period. one's free, but we're going to want to get paid after this. <laughs> but, um, Yeah, but there's also I don't know if I don't know how much more of this we want to get into, but uh, I think the takeaway is if anybody thinks uh, they see signs that the end is coming, no, you don't.
0: (laughs) No, you don't. But and don't uh, listen to anyone who says they do.
2: There's a whole other thing we could get into with Ezekiel thirty-six through forty-eight, but I don't I don't know how much energy we got. People like to look to that one because it predicts the uh in, the another attack by gog and magog against israel and everybody has ideas about who gog and magog are um there are clues in the text but it's um it's pretty inconclusive and again if you're if you think you see headlines that can that align with prophecy that tell you the end is coming you don't, but um,
0: I, I think it's pretty clear. I think Matthews lays it out pretty, pretty clear says, yeah, there's signs that these things happen, but end times, I don't know. The well, sun doesn't know. The sun doesn't I mean, know, That's right? a, that's like, a that's, pretty powerful that, statement right there. That blows there. me away. Jesus de Cristo doesn't know.
1: <laughs> so you're trying you to tell know. me Jesus Christ doesn't know when he's coming back. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> you put snot on the ball.
1: What we're, it, we're referencing a movie called Major League. Oh, and there's a great I've sequence. Oh, Jesus,
0: yeah. I like it very much. But he no help with curveball.
1: And then, and then, the, then the old white guy goes, "You try to tell me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's yeah, it's a great that. sequence. That's the one with uh, Charlie Sheen. Yes,
0: look at you—the big sports ball knowledge, Brian. I, know.
2: I, I like Brian. sports movies. I mean, the major League is a great
1: one as as sports yeah. movies go.
0: It's it's a good crossover movie too because it's funny whether you know about baseball or not. Yeah, because it's just dudes being dickheads in the locker room, right?
2: I play I play Little League as a kid. I'm not totally.
0: I mean, you're forced. American and you're Gen X, so of course you played Little League as a kid. That's what I, all little boys did. I hated it,
2: hated it every second and, of
0: it, and many of them hated it as well. It's probably because you weren't good. Well, when you're I was, when you're good at something, sometimes you don't you don't hate it. See,
2: I'm nearsighted in one eye and farsighted in the other, so I good had no perception. Yeah, and the optometrist told you're allowed me, to
0: drive cars.
2: <laughs> I, have, I use my other senses. <laughs> you go daredevil most that's
0: what i'm saying. like fucking matt murdoch the driver over plus there.
2: i have glasses
0: but like i don't the, i don't need you to say you're batman ever again you are daredevil
2: <laughs> right but the uh the optometrist told my dad that it's it's fine it'll even out as he gets older um which it didn't but my dad still insisted that i play like but this was that i think he took me to the optometrist after years of baseball and i i could not I could not hit the ball to save my he life. He
0: had to come up with a reason. Like, there's no way my son sucks this bad. See, there better be a reason. Is,
2: see, what happens there's sh- one eye goes this way, the other eye goes that way. <laughs> there was shame. Like, I could not catch the ball to save my life. If if I if I, I, I did imagine. what I was told to do, it hit me in the head every time. Yeah. I could yeah, not man. hit the ball. That
0: sounds awful.
2: But yeah. what I could do was I was a really small kid. You could so crouch I could, down and walk. I, I could <laughs> get a really small strike zone, and I'd always pick out a helmet. That was like a size or two too big and so i i was i had such a
0: small strike you look zone. like rick moranis in his lightsaber
2: <laughs> well your, I, your shorts is as
0: big as mine
2: what i figured out how to do was if i kind of if i i was i was such a small kid that i could kind of put my head in the way of the ball and uh and it would knock the helmet off and it looked spectacularly violent and 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 injurious but uh but i was fine i just kind of
0: rolled with it i'm thinking you were fine i think you had some uh some tbi going on and that's that's probably your combative nature today um so anyway that
2: pitcher <laughs> so i i get walked and that pitcher was worthless for the rest of the game because he uh he didn't want to hit another kid in the head yeah and you gave uh, him ptsd so i had a other kid
1: who would have been a great pitcher quit the sport because of you and your shenanigans
2: well, you know, I was using the gifts that I had oh, to, at to, to and, help my team, and, and now he's uh, some
0: lawyer that helps people get paid when they get burned with coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. We uh, uh, this this litigious their, nature we name, have with the country.
2: In his name, hey man, you can Barry blame Parker. my optometrist. I could have I would have been great if I get if I'd had Barry Ace
0: Parker got me two point one million, <laughs> even though it's only a headshot and I can't walk ever again. <laughs>
1: That's like that story. Uh, I was listening to uh, who was that dude on MTV? One of those MTV music guys. Um, towards the end, one of the more popular ones. Um, he's a radio DJ, whatever. Um I can't remember his name? Colin Quinn. After that, uh, like a decade younger.
2: Like he was I, one I of the think,
1: last ones.
2: I think the him. last time I watched That's MTV BJ. was in nineteen
0: ninety three. The was the Cortez MTV Sports
2: <laughs> no
1: it was it was but anyway so the dude was talking about how he played golf and he was a really good golfer and um and he like you know played in college or high school or no college he played in college high school maybe it was high school it was a senior year in high school that's what it was and um he as he was you know going into state the state championship and he got smoked out and he got beat so badly. He was like, dude, I, I clearly don't have what it takes to be a, to be a pro golfer. Cause this guy beat me so badly. Like I got no business being a golfer, but the kid that beat him's name was uh tiger woods. <laughs> and so he was like, <laughs> I, I didn't I've realize he's like, I didn't realize that, you know, it's okay to get beat really badly by tiger woods. Cause everybody got beat really badly by tiger woods. He's like, so I just went into, you know, this, he went in on to be a VJ and whatever. And, and, uh, it was a great story, but it was one of those things you just, you don't know, you know, you don't know how you don't have that perspective until it's, until it's too late. Hmm. I'll try to think There's, of the there's lots
0: of good, uh, college stories about Tiger Woods and, uh, and like him being Carson in Daly oh, Carson Daly. Oh, yeah, Carson Daly. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that yeah. was
2: going to be my next guest. Yeah.
0: It was Carson Daly. That's one of those. Oh yeah. All oh, right. That's right. Carson wasn't Daly Daisy Fuentes. Yeah. I remember her. Yeah, I bet well, you. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I'm so, certain. so we're not in end times. That's you know what, Brian. I, well, I thought you were going to convince us that we were. I don't know that, that we're we not. To go, we start prepping, and I, you know, that I, I don't. I want to that... suit back up and go get get in World War Three.
2: Well, hold on. So, Let me correct you here. Okay. We could be in the end times, but if anybody, but if we are, and people are saying that we are, they're only right by accident. Right. It's if you say it enough, eventually you're going to be right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a rain dance. <laughs> like it is going to happen, but uh, you're
0: you're dancing. Well, well, it depends actually, on how many children you sacrifice before the rain dance. So did it didn't work. That? We got we get we need more kids. Did they do more that? sacrificial stuff and things? Go. I mean, I don't attack mean, that village. I'm not not familiar with child to,
2: sacrificing. To be fair, are you talking about bail worship? Or Native sure.
0: Americans. Yes. What's the difference? Oh, good question. Oh, huh.
2: that,
1: that, that, spi- have... that was a a spicy statement. That is yeah. It was. We just we just lost four listeners. Yeah, no, we, did. we just yeah, lost I'm... all of our all of our uh, indigenous American listeners. off that. Did story.
2: they na- did they worship their storm god the way that they? Uh... Oh, I need to look into that.
0: I don't know. That's, but, uh, but let's let's read the uh oh, by the, the way diaries of Cortez
1: as as we're throwing <laughs> back things, Brian. The uh, the etymology of of eschatology is from the greek eschatos which means
2: last last right i haven't been able to find well yeah i looked up the i I looked that up and i found the etymology of scatology and it's in a window. yeah that's like
1: that has to do with your cat off off screen is that uh i don't have have a man
0: struthers matt
1: i don't have a cat singing oh okay brian your skinwalker
2: a the skinwalker that lives in your house. A cat is a girly pet for girly people. I'm a manly man's man, and I would not have a pet cat. Do you have a dog? No, I have a I have a lion. I have a mini lion. She's you and, a mighty. She is a mighty huntress.
0: You and Mike Tyson.
2: And a fearsome apex predator. No, Mike She's Tyson actually a, had tigers. 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 Yeah, I have a I have a lion, Trey. She is a mighty huntress. Mm. I call her Princess Cuddleface. She's so cute.
0: Because that's a. Because that's a seriously strong name for Huntress, well, Princess cute, Cuddleface. She, so,
2: oh, I'm
0: gosh. disappointed that you know that we you can't even tell me when end time starts, and I'm disappointed that the memes could be right, but, but they're not necessarily right, and they're only right then, by
2: by by mistake. Yeah. The good yeah. news though is that we can we can hasten it. By preaching this gospel of the kingdom
0: to all nations, because I'm not a person that's afraid of of apocalypse. I'm not if a I big. I'm not,
2: I'm not a big hastener though.
0: Right, I, it's I kind of our job
2: as Christians, though. That's
1: why I know, and I'm really bad at it.
0: Right, look, well, I'm a bad Christian. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm working on it. I'm growing. All
1: right, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, it's what we're doing here, though, right? Right. This this absolves me of having to go knock on doors. We, yeah,
2: I don't think preaching the gospel <laughs> of the kingdom means. <laughs> that i kind of see the church as the mission field at this point because we don't even (laughs) we don't even know what the gospel of the kingdom is and so that's a a whole nother episode if we could it's it's kind of every episode though well if if we're i realize i sound like a broken record but that's the song we need to hear so let me play you the song of my people (laughs) you don't don't even know. know what the gospel is
1: For those that yeah. can't see, Dre is rocking devil horns. Um, to go <laughs> yeah, along that's a, with my, that's with my, uh, with my uh, 80s rock
2: version of what Brian just said. And I'm just an innocent bystander. <clears throat> you started it. I did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you paid attention all the way up to this point, uh, thank you. Right? <laughs> and uh, And with that, I will say, stay enlightened, stay curious, and we'll see you next week if we're not gone from the apocalypse.